ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Domestic Game Podcast. Basically a soft reboot. We know we've been away for a little bit, a little while, uh, but we're back at it, back at the business end of the season. Um, guys, how are we? We've got Kelly Dwyer here today, we've got Coach Liam Ryan, and we've got Coach Paddy Sweeney here with us today. So how are we? Going well, yeah, looking forward to the, the sharp end of the season. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, same as Liam there. Yeah, Paddy, you're new to the podcast. So, I mean, Liam, we, we know Liam at this stage, but, you know, maybe if you don't know Paddy, you're you're not involved in American Football Ireland, that's it. But, you know, for those that maybe aren't involved, do introduce yourself and just give us a little bit of background. Yeah, sure. Um, so I suppose I started playing American Football back in 2018. I went to UCD to do my master's. Um, used to play GAA and was getting so I was a little bit sick of the, the demands that they make me and said, you know, it's it's time for something else here. So uh seeing the stand at the the sports day and thought, oh these lads maybe just get together and, and watch football on Sundays. But turns out they actually play and I thought, yeah, that might be might be something they'd be good at. And uh went down and gave it a try and you know, fair play to all the lads there. There's there's a good welcoming culture like and I was pretty much I was hooked from the first session. So um that hasn't actually translated to many playing seasons with me with uh, with COVID and injuries, but uh, finally back at it now. Um, gonna happen. Uh, things are going with UCD, so yeah, that's me. Are you back on the pitch now? Yeah, yeah. First game was uh, back against the the Minotaurs this year, so yeah, it was a long a long as twelve months or so there. Yeah. Unlucky there, Joe. Unlucky that you were on the. <laughs> you know his first game back I thought you know we'd to give him a result like you know not oh, surely had not nothing to do with you guys being the better team at all <laughs> had to get the dig in we have a very very busy couple of weeks now in the next uh, what are we uh, 15th of June as we're recording this and this weekend coming up we have some pretty big games obviously um we Minotaurs are travelling to the Dublin Rebels who are trying to keep their undefeated season going. Um, Paddy, are you ho- you're hosting the Knights? Hosting the Knights. They're very hosting excited the to come down to the AstroTurf, I think. Yeah. Um, and the... Um, what else have we got on? Panthers hosting the... Or Trojans hosting the Panthers as well. That's it. That's, so that's Premier Division locked up. I think, uh, am I right in saying a draw or a, or a win... Uh, mathematically wraps up the playoffs for you guys for UCD we're already in the playoffs it's it's yeah. Eden that we're we're playing for now right yep that's it yeah. so I think uh, a win doesn't necessarily leave it in our hands Trojans the Trojans win out they'll get three I think um, right. but uh, we're obviously looking to win to give us ourselves the best seed in there yeah if you want me to go through some of the some of the things that could happen. So I think what we're expecting to see is um, Panthers defeated by Trojans, UCD defeated by, or sorry, other way around. Oh, <laughs> hot take there. It's been a wee while. <laughs> okay, let me start again. Um, okay, so I think what we're probably expecting to see by week 17 is, um, oh my gosh, I've totally lost it. I'm like, it's been so long since we've done this. <laughs> Right. I know, I know. Joe, you go on. You take it. Uh, so, uh, this weekend, we have probably uh, a Minotaur's blowout against the Rebels. I'd say roughly 61-0, give or take a couple points. Um, 
We've got uh, the Trojans against the Panthers. I would say, I don't know about you guys, I'm probably going Trojans there. And then UCD versus the Knights, I'm taking UCD there. So that's probably what we're looking at come the end of uh, June 18th. Would everybody be on board there or does anybody have any objections? Speak now or forever hold your peace. Well, I think it's, you know, it's not, it's not, a, it's not decided and kind of like, um, but it is, I mean, what that would, I suppose, result in would be the Rebels and the Trojans seeing each other both at the end of the regular season and then in the, the playoffs. And then that would have um, UCD facing the Admirals. Is that right, Paddy? Yes, if Trojans beat Rebels in the regular season, though, I think they they would leap Frogos. So it is still yeah. up to play for there. They can go six and two still. Oh. So, and I, I, I know we did the uh, we did the the start of the season predictions. Uh, and I've I have an apology to issue to the Panthers. Uh, I think I, I threw them under the bus a little bit. Uh, I did not know the Finn Kearns is going to be playing QB for him. To be fair, so that changes the diet a little bit. But I actually think the Trojans Panthers game is going to be is going to be competitive. I think they they have a, you know they've um I think I saw Ray Burke on the on the the, the score sheet a couple of times. I saw uh, Kyle is back with them. There's a few few of the kind of old guard that are back in. So um I think they're they're they've done really well this year. They're not getting relegated. They're kind of holding their own and could potentially upset the Trojans. But um yeah, I think that would be the the one that I would see as the potential upset this week anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I actually found really interesting because I listened back to that preseason episode before we did this one. And one thing that you did say was, um, you know, Panthers, unless they have some secret players that are coming in (laughs) to play that we don't know about. Yeah, which I just found really, really interesting. But I mean, Finn has obviously made a big name for himself. You know, not only is he, he, I mean, he came from the Vikings, but, you know, he was a a Wolfhounds DB. He's now Wolfhounds wide receiver and has made a name for himself as a wide receiver in kind of the international scene over the last few years. So for him coming in as um, a Panthers QB was kind of a nice, very, very nice addition for the Panthers. Kind of has saved them a little bit. And then also Finn is, is the type of player that you will play for. So there we're seeing like the likes of Ray coming back, Ian and um, Goldie, if I don't, if I, if I don't miss, misspeak, maybe I do. But, um, do you know, it's, um, so he's really kind of, been such a fantastic anchor for that team and uh, kind of has I think um, given them a momentum this year that they might not have otherwise had so that that is fantastic but the other I mean the Trojans as well are kind of in somewhat of a similar um, situation where they have the return of course of Dom Lin who um, got injured um, I think just before the start of the, the regular season which was a massive kind of uh, a loss to them because even though he's a new player he's kind of being tipped as a very very talented QB so um, it will be I think a very very interesting one kind of like a battle of the QBs there I think yeah the running back for, for Trojans as well is a, a welcome addition for them, I'm sure, Tomlinson. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I, I got a chat. Clips of him. He is. He's unbelievable. Man. He's yeah, like Surrey sir leaves, and you're like, okay, not so bad. Yeah. It's like oh, here's, here's this though. other freak athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah great. And he's massive as well. Like, so yeah. yeah, it's very impressive. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, our um our AFI insider sent in like he did uh, three word games, um where you can if you can describe all three fixtures let's say in three words so he had Finn versus Lynn that was his uh, three word game for for that yeah. <laughs> for that game, um 
for your upcoming game, Paddy, um, he had like a final dress rehearsal. Um, so that's that's what he had for it. He said it's the last opportunity for the real UCD to stand up and show what they're about before the postseason and put the naysayers to rest. So how do you feel about that one? Yeah, I suppose like we don't don't worry too much about the naysayers. And I think saying final dress rehearsals probably playing down to the nights a little bit. Um but I will say I think both of our strengths are probably our big men in the lines, you know. So it's uh it's gonna be a physical encounter to say the least. It's say um the linemen will be will be feeling it after that one. Absolutely, absolutely. They definitely, definitely will. Yeah, and I think UCD, like they I think you kinda of had a, a tough a tough start to the season. But um you know, you see, you see the kind of the the performances from McVeigh and Tom Donovan the last couple of weeks in terms of getting scores on the on the board, uh, and it looks like the offense that was there towards the end of the end of last season and stuff like that. So, uh, you seem to have I don't know what happened internally, but you've you've righted the ship. I know Aaron was injured for a while or whatever as well. So, um, yeah, it just seems to be on on track to kind of hit the hit the peak at the end of the season like he did last year as well, which is just yeah. a scary thought. Yeah, well, like I like we like we have been missing people during the season, but you don't really want to use that as an excuse either you know that's the reason you kind of you try and coach up everyone so there isn't a drop off in quality um, but again like the games we've lost you know they've been they've been tight games like we went 6-1-1 and last year and fair enough we might if we beat the Knights finish 5-3 and three this year but you're talking a, a handful of points in a couple of games there to have a, a similar final outcome you know so uh, so to the, to the outside looking in it might look like it's not going so well but it's just been tight tight games against good teams you know you can't yeah. can't take running for granted in this league yeah yeah and then um, and a name that has kind of popped up someone said it to me they were like do not not mention this name is Connor Hanron who I think has been doing a lot of a lot of work for you but the stats haven't been showing it you know so it's one of those like that uh, He's he said he's do, doing a lot of the dog work out there for you yeah, you know Connor's great, uh, or or Hogless as his effects. You know, and it's great for him to great for him to finally get a shout out to to get the recognition he deserves. But yeah, like he's he's like the glue guy at UCD. Um, I think he actually, if we don't include our Jets as passes, he's actually our leading receiver this year, possibly. Like so, uh, he's kind of just always open, and he he's just he's so steady. Um, knows his playbook in and out of his rights. Um. Like I said, aside from the football, for everything he does for soft to feel, like is he's a big part of the reason UCD are where they are today. Like he's done the running, the running back coaching, for example. Like you've seen Sean McVay there as a rookie last year, um. But yeah, he's just UCD owe a lot to him. Yeah, and then I think that kind of one of the the big measurements, let's say something we saw UCD UCD do last year, where you know, um. The elevation, I think, in your team at the end of the regular season into the the playoffs and then into the bowl as well was just really incredible, you know. And I do get a sense we're starting to see a little bit of that again, you know, in your camp. And maybe the 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 showcase of that is the first game against the Rebels and the most recent game against the Rebels, which let's say the first game, um, I suppose you know, it's the first game of the season, so it is a little bit scrappy here and there, you know. But this most recent season or most recent game was very tight, you know. Yeah. So what would you say was the difference between that game and, and that most recent game? Yeah, so I think first first game we lost by 14 points. Um, I suppose to give a bit of context there, I think close to the end of the game, we got stuffed in fourth and short inside the Rebels 10 maybe. 
um, mm-hmm. when there were still eight points in the game. Um, I think they were basically in run the clock out mode then, so we were pretty much we had to send the house to stop the run. You know, um, they still managed to get downfield and with thirty seconds left, you know, you've got a guy in an island out in the receiver and he just caught a slant and went in for another touchdown. So you know, that goes from a one touchdown game in thirty seconds um, to two touchdowns then. But like, I think we personally feel like we didn't play that well. Um, not what words the rebels mouth. I'm sure they thought they did play well. We thought they played well. Maybe they thought they could have played better. Um, like they were very good in the day. Um, we thought we could have been better, but again, possibly a little bit tighter than the the score suggests. And um, just with, like I say, that scenario where you kind of have to, they either run out the clock or they pass it deep, uh, and you lose the game either way. So you know, you have to just you have to just take that risk, you know. But um, yeah. and then yeah, I suppose coming into coming into the second game away against them, yeah, just just so tight. Um, like we struggled to to convert point afters there, and you know, in a one point game, that's that hurts. Um, I think they only converted one point after, but like that one point is is the reason they won the game, you know. But um, yep. like as as players and coaches, anyway, there's the, they're the games you want to be involved in, you know, like those those tight games where literally it's cliche in American football game of inches, but like that's literally what it comes down to, you know. Um, but we kind of coming up to the second game, I think we kind of tinkered with our scheme and defense a little bit, and we kind of got it locked in. Um, a few games before the second Rebels game. Um, they were pretty effective running the ball against us in the first game. We kind of, we shut that down a little bit in the second game um, and try to control as good a passer as Ty is. You, you need to try and keep him inside the pocket as well. So, uh, yeah, they're just, they're a good team. I would say we're a good team. And if we do happen to meet again, I'm sure it'll be a, it'll be another tight game. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, Joe, I give you yeah, it, it's just you, you know you made a note on the close games. Like it's funny, like people have been saying, um, you know how many blowouts there have been this year, kind of across you know all three divisions. But I swear there's been as many tight games. Yeah, like both of your games with the Rebels. Obviously, we had a close one with Cork there uh, Sunday. Um, Liam, you were involved with a close game with the Mavericks. That like all of those games were decided in two minute drills. And I think it's, I think it needs to be said just how competitive some of the games have been, um, you know, in in all the divisions. I think there was another game in Division Two, was it Giants and Pirates near the start of the year, that was decided by one point. Like, there is close competitive football going on. I think it's good. It's just good to kind of, you know, we I think we need to highlight that a bit more. That it's not just say the Mavericks going up to Andrew and beating teams 55-7 and stuff like that like yeah. you do have we, we do have a lot of close games that have been happening this year yeah it's kind of not one that. extreme or the other it's like it's like yeah. either a two point win or a 40 point win there's nothing in yeah. between like it's crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is yeah and I kind of love like when we see teams like emerging from from the season and if that's like two minute drill team then there it is like you know and isn't that isn't that actually a cool thing to have to have pointed out but um okay I have the outcomes let's say what what could happen this upcoming weekend um so to recap we've got Panthers at Trojans Knights at UCD Minotaurs at Rebels and a few we even alluded to it that a few people are feeling like a lot of these playoff spots are, are locked up however if Panthers defeat Trojans UCD defeats Knights Rebels defeats Minotaurs Rebels are in 
admirals are in, UCD are in, but it goes to week 17 to decide who gets that final spot. Um, and then week 17, we'll see rebels at Trojans and Panthers at Admirals. So it will be right down to the wire for that final spot if that plays out. Um, so, I mean, I think you've kind of alluded to it that um, anything can happen, uh, I think. But I think like UCD would be strong favourites. I think it's fair to say over the Knights and Rebels strong favourites over the Minotaur. Sorry, uh, Joe. <laughs> So yeah, outraged now. <laughs> <laughs> it's really boiling down to that um, Panthers Trojans game, and then um, if Trojans defeat Panthers, UCD defeat Knights, Rebels defeat Minotaurs, then we're locked in with our playoff picture being Rebels, Admirals, UCD, Trojans, and the Panthers then being eliminated. So that's that's our playoff picture um, at this point. So um, should we maybe give a little bit of time to? I suppose Rebels, we've kind of touched on them. I suppose another player then that we should talk about that I think from what I'm hearing really has to be game planned on defence is Kenny McCarthy. Like I think that he's uh, he's really getting through the gaps very quick and he's a very impactful player. And it's really interesting where we are this year versus where we were this time last year. We're kind of mentioning a lot of the same players um, on the Rebels. I can remember Kenny McCarthy being mentioned as a very impactful player on defense. And uh, again, Ty Henry is kind of, he is kind of known as this, um, as one as the best player in the league, you know, and, um, and it's kind of known that he is the key to this, to this kind of powerhouse of a team that if you stop him, you kind of stop you stop the team and we kind of um, would have gotten a glimpse into that let's say where he would have gone out um, against the the admirals and then the rebels didn't move the ball quite as well so um, I do think that credit to UCD kind of had that very well sussed um, in the bowl last year where your defensive strategy was entirely kind of like let's take tie out of the game and trust that our our DBs can can go one on one you know which they did really really well um, why with that then are we not seeing that strategy kind of being done effectively this year? Yeah, like I said, I think we we, we kind of tinkered with the defense a little bit this year um, and kind of give Ty a bit more success and getting out of the pocket than the first game. But um, kind of come to the second game, we got to handle it a bit better. But um, like he's just he's a good athlete, you know. He's he, he can't be perfect all the time. Um, no, no defense can be perfect all the time because you'd basically walk the league then, wouldn't you? Um, yeah. But yeah, I suppose the defense that came out in the bowl as well was kind of a, a new look for us as well. Um, so maybe that's, you know, it's a new look for the Rebels too. But um, like when you think about it, the second. And now, when I. I say when I asked the question, I didn't necessarily mean like just UCD because I think actually if we look at okay. UCD, UCD is is quite competitive with the Rebels. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I would say, but I more so mean kind of like across the league. Like why, why if if it is as simple as let's just take tie out of the game. Do you know what I mean? Then why are we not seeing that happening so easily? Or is it as simple? Maybe it's. Not so simple. Yeah, well, no, like, I suppose to, to say to take tie out of the game would kind of, I know, maybe insinuate that the Rebels don't necessarily have a run game either, which, you know, they definitely do as well from, from watching tape. They've had very good success running the ball. Um, 
why it's not successful uh i can't really i can't really speak for other teams i suppose i don't know their scheme i don't know their i don't know their game plan and obviously know what ucd is doing and i'll uh, i'll not be elaborating too much yeah. but I'll, be, uh, I'll be keeping that i'll be keeping that one in the back pocket um but uh yeah like it's it's tie and it's just uh, it's the supporting cast as well you know um it's not like he's doing it all himself. There's there's obviously talent across the board at Rebels and I would say there's there's talent across the board at U C D as well. And uh if we uh if we get a, a round three against the Rebels it'll be be interesting to see how it plays out. I think it definitely, definitely will be. And you know what is um is very interesting because you know if you if you ask Ty or whatever, you know, like how are you getting on? How are you? Whatever. He's very quick to actually give a lot of credit to, I suppose, his other pieces out there. Do you know? And um, uh, for, like Greg Johnson, obviously very well known. Dan Johnson doing a fantastic job as well there. Like do you know, and I think you've you've nailed it as well. It's like it's not like as if they don't have a run game. They've always had a very very strong run game as well. So um, they're very good. I think like, getting you to respect that and then hitting you, <laughs> in you deep and. Um, another thing is is like very good at kind of identifying weaknesses like the admirals were were saying as well that um you know they were in a, a situation where they had to play some rookies as DBs and it's almost like Ty can sense that you know he can yeah. sense the rookies on the pitch and uh, that's that's it's just an interesting it's an interesting thing but I do I you know if UCD and the Rebels do meet each other again I do think that that would be another very very interesting matchup and somewhat um like a like the script of last year not to make any assumptions but a very interesting script where we're seeing like a you know a game that's not so close a close game and then if this does happen the next meeting would be in the bowl so i just think <laughs> just how does that happen you know what I mean? yeah well there's a lot of, a lot of football to be played for that uh, scenario pans out so we'll, we'll see how it goes i suppose yeah exactly. but it's a uh, it's a funny one all right um well again like what you were kind of mentioning with like, oh, why don't we just game plan to take Ty out of the game? Like, it's all well and good game planning to take someone out of the game, but it's another thing actually implementing the game plan on the field. Like, you know, if teams were able to say in the NFL, oh, well, sure, you know, if we just, if we keep Lamar out of the game, sure, Lamar won't make an impact and sure, we'll beat the Ravens. But you see it every time he's on the field, he's still rushing for 80, 90 yards. He's still throwing for 250, 300. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, your plan is if you don't use it properly on the field it's it's not gonna I mean like how how many games have they been kept um, outside of even 30 points I think it's just the the one game with yourself the most recent game with yourselves yeah I think like every, I suppose, every other game they've scored 40 plus points yeah um, like I suppose in Cali's point of why the game plans not working like their their Rebels scored 24 in the bowl last year they scored 25 the last game you know it's it's not all that different um, yeah really, sure. but uh yeah, but like it's just come back to what you said, Joe. It's like, yeah, just you have to stop this and then you have to stop that and then you have to stop that. And that's just the challenge, you know. That's that is what it is. You know, if there's one one dominant receiver, you just you sh- you can double him, take him out of the game, then you can kind of let everyone else do their job, but you know, like for for any team really, if you blow assignments, you miss gaps, you're generally going to be punished like that's just that's just football. And so you kind of you're striving for perfection with any team you play really. Yeah, and I do appreciate that. It's very easy for me to say on the sideline and say, "Why is that game plan not working?" Like, do you know what I mean? As in, I do. Just, just I do. Stop them. Just stop. Yes, yeah. yeah. and you know, I exactly like you know is a very uh, 
Yeah, it's a, I'm kind of probably showing my absolute lack of insight there, which I completely acknowledged <laughs> when I said I, I would ask it. But the uh, the name for this for this matchup that we have from our insider is the measuring stick. So Rebels, can they go 7-0, seal the number one siege in this game? But this is also all about the Minotaurs testing their metal against the best, safe in the knowledge that they're going to be in the SBC in 2024. So, Joe, how are you feeling? You know, coming into this this matchup, massive matchup, knowing that you're safe in the SBC 2024, like what he is striving to do. Um, I think at this stage, you know, like we have nothing on this year to play for. Like we, again, as you said, we're safe for next year. We're not making playoffs this year. Um, you know, we're kind of just rolling out. We're probably going to test a few things that we've not, you know, thrown out there on tape so far. Um, we're probably going to send a few funky looks. Um, I think at the end of the day, we just want everyone to have fun with the game. Like again, it, there's no stakes, if you will. You know, there's no pressure on us to try to go out and win a game. Um, but I think that's kind of when you see us at our best anyway. Like, you know, we've had a couple of games where we've gone, say, two, three scores down and we've ended up... I know it sounds very, uh, uh, very kind of soccer, but we win the second half. Yeah, uh, that seems to be a motto for us this year. I think we're like five and two in the second half or something, second half of games this year. But like, um, yeah, I think we're just going to go out and we're we're just going to try and throw some new things on tape. And you know, if it works, great. It's something that we can maybe try and look at carrying forward into next year. But um, and if we win the game or keep it close, that's that's a, a win in the books for us. But you know, a moral win. But yeah, I think we're just looking out, finish the season strong. Um, with a good performance and if it shows that on the scoreline then we're we're pretty happy like you know yeah 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 and I mean I there are plans to stop Ty Henry yeah just do that why don't you just do that <laughs> the um, I can remember actually chatting with um, the Minotaurs let's say in the the pre-season and just saying what are your goals and they had said we have attainable goals so some of the things that we are looking at doing is win some games but score in every game and you know what I mean? I think it's like that was very good planning. Like with those attainable goals, you can say you actually had a really, really good season. So, you know, you scored in every game and you scored quite a lot against the Trojans as well. Unfortunately, they scored also a lot against you. <laughs> but, you know, um, like that, it's just kind of like a, for a first year in the SBC, I think you've done really, really, really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like we're pretty happy with how the season's gone. Obviously, there's been some results where like, you know, we could have maybe seen them gone other ways. Like, again, the Admirals game most recently, we thought that was maybe not going into the game, but definitely after the game, we thought, geez, that was a that was a winnable game with how close that came down. Um, we thought we played a pretty good game considering, considering how much we were expected by some teams to get blown out by UCD. I thought we played a pretty competitive game there. Obviously, you, you know, you guys won deserve to win I don't think we could have tried to say that we definitely should have won that game but we thought we put ourselves uh, or we thought we put a good version of ourselves out in the field that day um, the Panthers game near it was the second game of the season that was a close one um, I think they scored a, a touchdown right near the end of the game just before two minute warning so again one of those games where it's, it's tight right down to the wire and then they go up two scores with just over two minutes left you're not going to make that back so yeah, I think we've put a, a good um, 
we made a good impression, I think, despite the record. I think, you know, I think we still have a decent point difference. Um, Like five losses in the year sounds bad, but I think the point difference is like minus 11 or minus 15 or somewhere around there. So we've kept things close mostly. Um, again, save for the Trojans game where we got, we had 62 points put in us. <laughs> and, with me, um, with you... me, probably counting for half of those in fairness. <laughs> um, you mentioned then the Admirals and I think we probably haven't um, touched on them so we'll touch on them and then we'll move on to, to AFI 1 but I actually do think that they're um, a very uh, intriguing team and even though I know the score against the, the Rebels was quite a big score like I think that actually defensively they did quite well there was a few uh, interceptions thrown on offence and you know it's one of those things that it's unfortunate and unfortunate that there was a few of them but it's also uh, somewhat of an easy fix you know what I mean and it's an obvious fix and it's something that I do think the Admirals are fully capable of fixing they're fantastic um, weapons and I mean it's kind of all the, the same names that we will hear and, and and say like do you know what I mean like Ryan Price and Jack Cronin and uh, Jan Dessini and all them the rest that it's just kind of like if they if they kind of get that offence to click the offensive line um, to click like that's a different game going against the Rebels. Like so, I think that that um, that's that would be a different game. Let's say so. I think that that's an interesting an interesting one for sure. Paddy, what are what are your takes then on the Admirals? Yeah, it's very dangerous team, especially their their past attack. Like you say, some of the players you've named there. Um, you know, good both starting most teams of the country, and obviously Stephen Hayes is is very good at quarterback there as well. Um. Think they'll probably say themselves they well from when from when we've played them there's there's not much of a run game so they're uh, they're practicing plenty of passing anyway and they're very good at it uh, and obviously then when you look at defense there's plenty of talent there and of course Brendan Gallagher their their defensive coordinator so uh, they're on a tight ship in defense as well you know just a very good team and a very difficult team to beat and I suppose if the the season pans out the way you think it is we're going to be going to be playing them in their home turf again um so. That'll be a, a tight game, I'd imagine. Yeah. And are you, are you planning planning that one already or just purely focused on the Knights at this point? No, just, just focused on the Knights. Like I say, if we if we don't beat the Knights, you don't have to worry about Cork. So, you know, you can't get <laughs> can't get too far out of yourself. Um so no, it's just it's just one game at a time. But you know, like like fo- football's football, you know, if you alignment, assignment, that kind of thing, if you get that all right, that, that works against any team, you know. So yeah. You just have to to go out and make sure that you're executing properly, and if you can do that against one team, you know you just need to go out and do the same against the other team. Um, but uh, no, yeah. not 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 looking that far ahead yet. But obviously we we have tape in them, and I suppose as soon as the the results over on Sunday, and we kind of know what's happening, and um, we'll be stuck straight into that. Yeah, yeah, great, great answer. And um, as we said, that that Panthers Trojans game really being the key fixture there. So, um, okie dokie, we will move on to AFI 2 and or AFI 1, apologies. So, um, we still have a few different scenarios that can play out, but one that is for sure is that the Vikings have won the division. So, uh, Liam Ryan, congrats to you and the boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, happy with the season so far. Yeah, it's been, it's been a, uh, a revenge tour Uh after the, the heartbreak in the bowl last year, to be honest. So we're uh, we're trying to follow in the Minotaur's footsteps if possible. But yeah, no, it's been really positive this this, this season so far anyway. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So upcoming this, we actually have quite a few fixtures um, in this coming weekend. So we have the Razorbacks at Mavericks, the Rhinos at Vipers, the Vikings at Crusaders. And if I run through, so it's that fourth seat that's uh, that's still up for grabs. So if I run through just the different scenarios. So if the Razorbacks uh, defeat the Mavericks, then the Razorbacks will get the fourth seat. If the Mavericks defeat the Razorbacks, and the Vipers defeat the Rhinos, uh, Razorbacks actually get the the fourth seed. And then if the Mavericks defeat the Razorbacks and the Rhinos defeat the Vipers, the Rhinos will get the fourth fourth seed. So there are that's our what our playoff uh scenarios are at the minute. <laughs> so um how do how do you I think you would you would have got good good money or good odds uh for that to be the, the playoff scenario at the end of the year like for for the rhinos sure. to be to be um you know yes. on the cusp of 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 a, of a of a fourth place uh with the 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 Mavericks being like unbelievable this year and then the Razorbacks in playoff contention I think it's amazing it's been really competitive division actually like we've we've had um I think we've played all the teams now this year and it's been like tight games and 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 some tough football has uh, been been excellent, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'd love to see the Razorbacks get in, but I I think the Mavericks probably have too much for them. Um, and then the, the Vipers Rhinos game essentially is 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 the I think you know if the if the results go their way, uh, the Rhinos should be a winning in, but depending on on the game, the other game, it's it's uh, you know Mavericks have have small numbers so. I don't know if they can even rest people. So it's like, oh, would we rest our starters? I don't think they have people to, to put in as, as resters. Uh, so I think they'll just go full full on knowing the lads that are there. Um, I can't see them taking the foot off, off the gas at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's the the interesting thing with the, the Razorbacks. I think, I mean, I, I like I would probably have the rhinos as the favorites to make that that fourth seed as you've said as well um with the razorbacks you see they have um they've played i think the jets twice so they've put up like um they they they've had a little bit of a softer season the jets have kind of have a very difficult a difficult um year so i kind of do think that the razorbacks did benefit in that way but you know regardless that happens um that happens no matter what way you do it. There's always going to be like easier fixtures and they're very difficult to predict at the start of the of the year. But um I've lost my point there. So Joe. The the heartbreak of this season for me has been like across any division, I think, has been the Rhinos. Like they've been involved in so many again it, I said it uh, earlier in the episode, like so many tight games. Um, like Liam, both of your games with the Rhinos, I think, were were one score games. Yeah. Um they lost to Crusaders the one Crusaders. Score. Yeah, yeah. Both of those I think were one score games. Um, one score game. Last one score game and a last second field goal that was controversial and we'll leave it at that and we won't say anything else. I think uh, I I saw a thing with uh, Dave Hotsford. He said that uh they lost Four games by eleven points, I think, or something. Twelve points, maybe. Like that's that's a heartbreaker. Like as you said, Paddy. Like there's such fine margins in 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 a season. Um, you know, like it, just to have such such tight games uh, is is tough. What I what I see with the Rhinos, I mean, their their defense is absolutely elite. Like as in, it's it's you know 
uh, shower pull standard defense. Yeah. I just I think they're going to struggle with Ethan injured and stuff. I just yeah. don't know what the fix is on offense for them. You know they have had enough time now to to get something in place, um, but I think their their challenge is going to be scoring. You know, decent number of points against the Mavs defense or our defense or the Crusaders um, is going to be a challenge. You know, in the playoffs for them. I think for the Mavericks, kind of um, some some of the. I mean, it's a credit actually. First of all, to Alex Sims, who is the the president there, who has really taken a club that was struggling and made the decision to go down division and then to come back up. And I just think such a healthy club. Now, do you know, we see that kind of um, this year and he's just doing fantastically. And then the other thing that I'm I'm really enjoying is uh, Nathan Hurty. This uh, I mean, in his rookie season is really just doing fantastic. And he um, was a flag QB for a long time before kind of breaking into this kid had seen. But what a break it has been. And then, you know, he has, of course, been assisted by uh like the likes of Brennan Sims, Eamon Ward, who are doing fantastically. Eamon, I think, had played for them before and has just come back. They have a few other players that have come back. Um, uh, Rory as well, who I think went on a, a one-year loan to the Cowboys and is after coming back to the Mavericks where, you know, they, they'd argue he belongs and that just makes a, a massive, massive difference. So for this um, matchup, I think the... It was a do your job. That was the kind of the, the three the three um words to describe this. So and the description then is the rhinos will likely be score watching. Um where are they? Razorbacks game. Yeah. So yeah. if the Razorbacks beat the Mavs, then the Rhinos it's 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 out of their hands anyway. But I think like because they all kick off the same time, like there's very little you can actually do in terms of controlling anything. So we, we've had the same situation previous years. I think you just go out and win the game and, and let let the, the rest of the stuff kind of fall uh yeah. fall fall as as it does. You know, you can't really change your game plan based on scores in other games or what's happening what's happening outside of that, you know. Um just on the on the Mavs as well and Nathan he they they so we beat them by uh, one score uh, a couple of weekends ago, but they actually rested Nathan against us for for most of the game. So um you know they're they're playing their cards very close to their chest. I think you know that they they were kind of not giving away plays. They weren't giving away kind of their their young QB uh, or anything like that. So um uh while it while it was a, a good win for us, I think the Mavs you know have have a lot more in the tank uh, that they're not showing. Um so I think they're they're kind of the team team I would pick out of out of the four really to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, um, Riley. Let me let me loop back around because I did a terrible job with that. But anyway, the the um, so the rhinos fixture is do your job. Rhinos they will likely actually be keeping an eye on that score, the Dundalk um score. But actually, they need to just do their own business, like you said. It's like get the job done. So nail that. The um, I mean, the Razorbacks one is winning in because they have a chance to actually make history, which would win their fixture and make the AF the AFI one playoffs. I mean. At the start of the season, I think there was an awful lot said about whether they should be in this division or not. And now they're still at the business end of the season in playoff contention. So, I mean, there, there's an achievement. And then, oh, this is one for you now, Liam. <laughs> the Vikings, your, um, your three words are the balancing act. So can the Vikings stay perfect? Um, 
it might be best served though to rest a few players for the game that won't impact a standing. So um, you do, but you do need to keep uh, a playoff uh, forward momentum going though. So kind of, uh, maybe you can't answer too much, but what is your approach going into uh, this upcoming game? So obviously we're we're a college team as well, so um, it, there is challenges. I know we're not quite as challenged as, as Trinity, but uh, Paddy would probably agree in terms of uh, guys go on you know go on summer school or go back to their back home or whatever. So training is 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 a challenge to get everyone down to and and get numbers um, for, for for training regularly. You know where where we would have during the week uh, normally. So for us. Um, the, the, the Crusaders game while there's nothing at stake it's it's a it's a big opportunity for us to kind of sharpen up and and um you know use it as a as a kind of an intense session to to get reps back with people get combinations back together and and, and make sure that we're we're as prepared to, to be you know to play play the semi-final the following week it's a very quick turnaround we don't know who we're playing so we kind of need to get our own house in order um so yeah for us it's it's there's no there's no plan to wrap anyone up in cotton wool or anything like that um i think if guys have knocks they won't play but uh other than that we're kind of going full strength and and uh using it as as a, as a way to kind of keep the momentum and and build build the build the scheme and build the strength across the team um yeah so i, I don't think you can kind of take the foot off the gas that's when you get in football if you do that that's when you get injured you need to go full on and and try and win every game essentially yeah absolutely joe are you missing AFI one. I mean, I like life in Premier Division. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> it, the division has been great to keep up with, though. Again, like there's so many. Like I think of the three divisions, like Division One has been the one with the most storylines. I think, like obviously the Jets going from, you know, Division Two champions getting promoted, um, being not like a favorite to make the playoffs but you know so a team that you thought would do would at least hold themselves pretty well and going 0 and 8 conceding was it 300 points by the end of the year like that that was a massive drop off that i don't think too many saw coming um obviously the razorbacks doing you know keeping themselves in contention for playoffs right to the last day um obviously with ethan foster getting injured for the rhinos and how they've still managed to keep games close um uh, obviously then Mavericks and, and Vikings going on a tear you've got the revenge angle for the Vikings you've got the redemption angle for the Mavericks like it's a lot of uh, like an anime tournament arc or something <laughs> like that it's just everybody's got something going on like you know but the Mavs the Mavs story is classic in fairness if they can go from like losing the Division 2 ball to, to winning the Division 1 ball in one year that's that's an unbelievable turnaround but it's obviously not what I want to see but uh, it would, as, a, as a neutral you, you would appreciate the storyline you would indeed and then I suppose speaking of storylines and Paddy I'm going to loop back to you but I suppose a storyline in UCD that you are thick to the teeth of is the storyline of oh you know UCD they, they trail off at the end of the season which of course we saw the opposite happen last year you know um so with that in mind, how like how are you in terms of coming into this the end of the season, coming into the playoffs, like in terms of uh, engagement of the team? Yeah, like the the engagement's still good. You still, like Liam had said, you still inevitably do get people who are students and not from Dublin that do tend to come home, uh, and that could be you know like Mayo or something sometimes, and that's you're not really popping up for training at that stage. But um, I think we have a lot higher numbers now than we have in the past so we're kind of in a better position to absorb that kind of and still have good quality training um, yeah. 
you know, you're still able to have scrimmages of that training kind of thing. But like there's that and then, you know, there's there's holidays, there's the little knocks that people are picking up and at this stage of the year it's kinda of like don't mind training too much if you've a knock, like you, you ultimately want to be healthy for, for the game, you know. Um so it's kind of a, a mixture of all the things, but uh, I suppose you, you counteract that by doing a, a good job at recruiting in September and and having the numbers to, to absorb that when the time comes around, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, right. So, Joe, we better do our AFI too. So, I mean, a pretty, I don't want to say simple division, but we've got three teams. <laughs> now, unfortunately, just with um, Trinity doing... Um, doing the forfeit thing which was uh, unfortunate an unfortunate forfeit but we have um, Eagles who have secured their spot and now it's coming down to the Giants and the uh, Pirates so where where are we on that what are you thinking um, I mean I think it's, it, it's the Giants uh, I don't know how I don't know what else I can say really like the Pirates they're a team I really want to root for Um. I don't think I've met a bad egg from the Pirates yet. Um, yeah. They seem like a great bunch of guys, and they are improving for sure. Like if you compare how they're how they've been doing in games this year compared to you know last year or even twenty nineteen, and like they seem to be getting there sort of on the field wise. But I just think the Giants are that step ahead of them. Um, I, again, it's hard to talk about Division Two because there's not been an awful lot of action to talk about. Obviously, with Trinity forfeit, forfeiting and their season only being six games long to begin with, yep. it, it's it's difficult to try and form like a proper, hugely informed opinion. Other than I think the Giants are going to beat the Pirates because the Giants have won games on yep. the field. Um, but yeah, that, that's about it. I think it, it's difficult talking about it because like, like you hate to see Trinity even after moving down and, you know, trying to manage their expectations still can't find numbers at the end of the year. Yeah. I think at this stage, um, oh, I don't have a board position in AFI. I can say things. Yeah. Um, like I think <laughs> like I would nearly start to consider as like the university club from Trinity, not like AFI version Trinity. This is like the American Football Club and Trinity University need to start thinking about, okay, well, do we form partnerships with clubs in Dublin rather than trying to field a team and only getting three games out of the year? Like, I think you can still coach people up in, in first year or in first semester and still get your inter-varsity blitz in with UCD and Limerick. I think that is that is something that I think all three teams look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um as a bit of uh, semester one yeah. uh, competition, but like when it comes to trying to play games in a March through July to August year, like they just, I don't think they can commit to it anymore. And I think if you can provide a pathway for players to be like, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to coach up in these first four months. And then, you know, based on your evaluation, uh, say after December exams or January exams, whenever it's done in, in Trinity, um, we'll suggest clubs for you to to hit up and you know we'll send tape if we can and because i think that's just the most beneficial way at the moment for them to go as a club and eventually come back to competing in afi but i just think for next year i, I personally can't see it happening where they fulfill a, a schedule unfortunately yeah yeah i know and i feel like we're you know we're coming to the end of the episode and we're really after bringing it down <laughs> 
know what I mean? I actually, that's, that's, that's a solution to it, though. That's a good way of, like, structuring yeah. it, that you can get the semester one, get the intervarsities, and then essentially, depending on, on a person's level level and ability, refer them to a Dublin team in Division 2, 1, or, or the Premier. And, you know, that's I think that would work quite well, yeah. It's good. Yeah. Good, uh, good shout. I think one of the things, and I'm actually even going to rope in UCD and the Vikings with this because it works really well with you, but something that Trinity is maybe missing with the, the formal setup um, is vets, you know what I mean? And that's kind of a, a big a big issue when you're trying to have a, an American football team that you're building year on year is you do need kind of vets to, to really ground the team and... Um, you know, break in the rookies and all, all of that. And like, you know, I think that that's one of the things with the Vikings that we are we are seeing, which was like the kind of reformation of a very young team and just a few vets there. And now we're seeing kind of rookies becoming vets. And it's the same with, with UCD. Like, I think that that has really been, you know, that kind of tired storyline now of, oh, you know, you trail off at the end of the season where, you know, you have some, vets now that stay around and they really are kind of the leaders of the team and um, with that in mind you know I have to give a shout out to Eddie Goggins Senior who you know I mean is just speaking of vets yeah speaking of vets absolutely killed it yeah comes in one game throws five touchdowns refuses to elaborate like yeah yeah he is he is a living legend yeah also also a stunt pilot I don't know if that's uh if that's common knowledge, but he's a yeah, he's a stunt pilot as well. Just to just just to add to the mix, you know. Yeah, he's cause. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. Just because he wasn't cool enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. although he's uh, he used to wait what another five years for the Hall of Fame. Is it? Is that the? This, yeah, yeah. He'll have to hang them up at some stage if he if he wants into that, won't he? Which it actually is very very funny because um you know we it, it's one of those things that his his name comes up in those talks you know what I mean he is a future Hall of Famer but genuinely like he has to wait five more years like you know it's not a joke like <laughs> and um but I will say that it's just kind of adding to the credibility isn't it <laughs> not that it was in doubt but you know um just amazing amazing stuff um. Okay, well, I suppose before we finish the episode, I might just do like a round robins and uh, if there's anything else that you want to add or anything that you just wanted to say that we didn't um, touch on and that can be anything, any team, any insight um, at all like that. And if you don't have anything, no worries. Um, Joe? Um, make sure to cover and contain and stop Ty Henry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's That was win, my insight as well. Yeah, just... Game. Yeah, it's simple. Like, <laughs> um, actually, I'll, yeah. I'll send that on to our, our defensive coaches now. Actually, just to get make sure we're ready for Sunday, and you know, make sure that if we stop tie, <laughs> I feel like that's going to be one of those moments that haunts me after. You know, like a real kind of this is what this is what Kelly says, thinking she knows about American football. Like, <laughs> just stop the guy who leads the leads the lead in passing t- passing <laughs> touchdowns and rushing touchdowns at the same yeah. time. Just stop it, yeah. you're fine. <laughs> are we doing bold predictions oh you can indeed yeah let's go with bold predictions so yeah yeah go on Joe um are we so we're, we're predicting who's all, playing or who's all three playing? bowls yeah uh, who who beats who basically um if I had to call it now I would call 
uh, Rebels over UCD. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think Rebels over UCD. But it's another, it's another like two minute drill where it's like a killer. Like there, it's not going to be some blowout like they've had pretty much all year. It's hard because like you guys have, or uh, UCD have like an unbelievable way of coming up with games in like clutch situations like especially from last year I feel like they can really get going and really I suppose would it be it would be an upset I suppose if it did happen that way but I think I'd probably have the Rebels by like three points Um, Division 1 I mean if it's anything other than Vikings Mavericks I would be completely shocked Um. And I'd like to see the Vikings go over as much as I love how Nathan Hart has been doing this year. And again, like their whole kind of redemption arc, I think I'd love to see how this new Vikings team plays in Premier Division. I think you'd be competitive. Um, You know, I don't think it's you're the type of team that will come up and go straight down. Like you'll be back up and, and you'll be staying up like, you know, uh, and in Division two. I mean, again, it's it's kind of you can nearly call it at this stage, and it'd be an absolute upset if it happened any other way. But it, I think it has to be the Eagles uh, until I'm shown otherwise. Really, yeah. Uh, I go the the opposite order. So yeah, Eagles over Giants. Um, oh, I I actually think like for us, the the Rhinos in in the in the semi final is a massive like banana skin. I think. I, I I would predict that they get to the to the number four spot. Um I don't know. It's it's tough. And in the Mavs game afterwards it's tough as well. So uh, I I would say possibly Vikings over Mavs, but like two very close games. Um and, and we'd have to do well. Uh Shamrock Bowl Paddy, are you gonna go on the same road as you did last year? If you do, it'd be amazing. But I, I at the start of the season I said I said Rebels had more, had a kind of a higher ceiling. I know from from broadcasting the bowl last year, I think you did amazing, but I just thought Rebels were like a little bit naive. Uh, I think you you did kind of stop them well, but I think they've learned from that and and have adjusted slightly. Um, I'm going to go Rebels, Admirals, Sharrow Bowl. Oh, sorry, Paddy. And and Rebels, Rebels win it, win it, win it. Not reasonably comfortable, but win it by a score or two. I think. Yeah, after sure. offending, I'm after offending Paddy terribly now. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I, I was going to say, <laughs> sorry, I had the losing the final. Like, Just like, <laughs> Jesus, Liam, this first time on the podcast and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they never knew that. Like, the bullet, bulletin board is stocked up on him, so that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. I'll go to the same order as Liam then. Um, yeah, like it looks like it looks like the Eagles are, are probably going to win handily enough in Division 2 there. Um, I'd love to get to, to go and watch them because I believe their their offense is uh, very fun to watch. I remember coaching a, or refereeing a game down there before and I, I think that kind of style of offense is back so it'd be great to be able to watch a game. Yeah. Um, AFI won, can't really say much but judging by how the season has went it looks like it's going to be a one score game between between you Alan Mavericks there um, what way that goes I, I won't even bother trying to speculate on it because it's basically a, a coin flip I'd say um, 
And then when it comes to Shamrock Bowl, I don't think I would, would say much to self-belief if if we didn't have UCD winning it. Um, who that's against, uh, I would imagine it would be Rebels. But uh, yeah, I'm obviously going to I'm gonna back ourselves 10 times out of 10 there. No disrespect to anybody else. Yeah, <laughs> I would love if, the, if it's half the game the ball was last year. We'll all we'll all enjoy it. So hopefully yeah, that's sure. uh, that's the the lineup again. Yeah, I would love as well the the mirror image of 2022 UCD lose a tight game to the Rebels inside the two minute warning, beat Cork in the semi final, and then beat the Rebels in the final, and then 2023 lose a tight game to the Rebels inside the two minute warning, beat Cork probably maybe in the semi final, and then. Beat the rebels? Question mark. Well, I won't say no to three in a row. Yeah, if if that was possible. <laughs> but uh, like I said, it's, it's it's one game at a time here before we we yeah. worry about, worry about Sunday before you worry about next year. But uh, very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually think the the premier playoff is is actually as I premier and AFI one are very difficult to to predict. Like I do think that the rebels are on a roll, um, but. I always think the admirals like to use to use your phrase. They are like the banana skin. Like they really are. They always have been. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I I kind of never like to really write off the admirals haven't already made that mistake. Do you know what I mean? When we kind of started this, but um, so if I give my predictions, then like yeah, I I do kind of think that division two will be fairly um relatively straightforward. That I can see the the Giants going in over the Pirates. I think that the Pirates have done what they set out to do this year. This is a rebuild year for them, like you know, and and they are kind of where they need to be. I think that the the Giants will have the edge over them when they meet. I think their new coaching staff and everything's doing a fantastic job. And then I would imagine that the the Eagles will um, win out over the the Giants, which would be great to see, to be honest, because it's lovely to see again the Eagles kind of back to to within ways um, AFI won then and I know it's a little bit off topic but a team we didn't mention actually that I meant to mention was Crusaders because I just think that you know even though um, they're, they're maybe not a focus for, for this episode I do kind of think that they just have a fantastic maturity about them and they really like the, the brand of the Crusaders has really come very very strong like you know I think that um, if anything you know um uh, Jordan is kind of he's like the uh, the Ty Henry of, <laughs> of of AFI too. Do you know what I mean? Where um, not to discredit um, any of of the other players, but I do just think that a lot of kind of effect uh, effective team strategies have been basically to to stop him, um, and that's where like the Rhinos have given them a good game, let's say, and and a few other teams as well. Like they've just been really brave. So I did actually want to. To to mention them as kind of uh, you know your circuit circus throws that yeah that college didn't age very well (laughs) so it didn't um you know and they kind of that semi final the 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 Mavs Crusaders semi final because that set that's going to be an absolute cracker like in fairness it's going to be yeah Yeah. um I think they only was there a score in it it was um very little between the the, when they played last last time uh, that's going to be going to be a good game. Yeah. And I mean, like they have they've said themselves because I asked them to rate themselves. They said, you know, they're they're sore as anyone would be at this point, but definitely on form, definitely like raring to go for this. Um, I think that that will be 
very much a line a line play type of game and the maps would say that as well that the the games that they've had the most difficulty in have been the teams that have brought them a good good line play like so anyway um where do i see that one going um i mean for me i find it i find it very tough not to i think the vikings are the favorites in that division you know undefeated it kind of feels a bit um a bit uh, immature not to let's say say okay I feel like the Vikings could do it I do think the Eels will have a tough road to get there I won't be surprised if there is um, upsets but I mean as a former Viking maybe even still a Viking I'm always gonna <laughs> always gonna kind of gonna back you um, then in terms of um, Premier this this one is a very interesting interesting one because I even at this point, if we're looking at the picture, we're saying, okay, it's going to be the Trojans. It's probably a, a different Trojan team with, you know, they didn't have the best start with starting kind of with their QB3, you know. Um, but now that they have their, their quarterback back, like that brings a new life to, to that team. But it's... Even though I do think that the Admirals... It's not beyond reach for the Admirals, um, especially because the the things that they need to improve on are kind of clear, simple things. I would at this stage see it being a UCD Rebels bowl. Um, I I really want to say UCD because I can I feel the momentum and I can feel that gap closing, and I do think that Patty, you're playing your cards very close to your chest. Like I think you know a lot more than you're letting on. You know there, I mean? There's a butt coming though, Paddy. There is a <laughs> there is That's a butt coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll wait for you to finish your sentence. <laughs> there is a butt coming, but I just don't see the rebels allowing it to happen two years in a row. Do you know what I mean? I just don't. I don't see them allowing it two years in a row. I do think that if it was a situation where they find themselves in a bowl game, having gone undefeated and the team is really giving them something that they're not expecting, I think they will be a lot calmer with that. Do you know what I mean? Because they've been to that place and they know they can deal with it. You know what I mean? So that's where that, and I do think that they will have, I think they will have a plan for that. Whereas I, in a weird way, doubt that there was a plan for that scenario the first time. Do you know what I mean? So that's where I think that um, the the difference maybe might be. But we will see. We've been very, very wrong before. So most of the time, <laughs> yeah, quite yeah. often. Yeah. Um. So will we leave it? Will we leave it there, guys. Um. Yeah. Happy enough. Yep. Yeah. Think so. Thank, thank you very much, lads. Yeah. Thanks very much, everyone. Thanks for having Perfect. me. Perfect. Thank you, Joe. I let you let you wrap oh, it up. We'll close off. Uh, I suppose we'll uh, wrap up this episode, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, you know, it's always great chatting to people who are, um, you know, very in touch and very informed with everything going on. So it's great to kind of have that to have a bit of sort of hype going into the weekend. Um, I suppose we'll tease maybe a flag episode coming up with the flag season starting soon and the European Championships coming up, Kelly, maybe, maybe. We will. Maybe indeed. maybe a yeah. kit unit maybe a uniform tier list episode at some stage. That <laughs> like I can that. tease us since January. And, and I also let me record it. Um <laughs> But I like that you said it's nice to chat with people who are, you know, informed and whatever. And even just on that, I think it's very like it's very obvious that like we we haven't been around as much as <laughs> we would have usually been, but 
that is because we have been pretty focused on uh, a few other things that we have going on at the minute. So uh, yeah. that's why we have Paddy. That's why we have Liam. And Joe, I'm not taking away from your insight like you're an active player in Premier. So I'm definitely talking more so about myself. <laughs> I need to start refereeing more games. Oh, God, I'm done with the ref. Um, with, the... with, the, with the ghost of Kelly, uh, ref Kelly uh, hanging around us, we'll, uh, we'll sign off, I think. Guys, thank you so much for listening, tuning in, liking and following and subscribing and sharing and all that good stuff helps us out. Uh, thanks so much, guys. We'll see you soon.